I am Rachel O. Beauty, known as a natural beauty expert. You can find me online at rachelobeauty.com. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Beauty Pro Podcast. And uh, definitely, if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it on social media. Beauty Pro Podcast is all about inspiring others to face it until you make it in the beauty industry and beyond. Today's episode is with one of my favorite people. Her name is Miko Dooley, and I first met Miss Miko at um, when I was in beauty college. She was there as an instructor. I was actually uh, there attending the aesthetics program. But I would actually stand outside of her class very often and just listen to her lectures because she was so informative. She knows her stuff. Like, you're not going to find anybody else that knows the cosmetology theory and the industry like Miss Miko. And I just knew that she had to be my first guest to interview because she's always very similar to me and that she keeps it real. She's going to share her truth. And she actually has a lot of new and exciting things going on. So, welcome to the Beauty Pro Podcast, Miss Rico. What? 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 <laughs> I'm excited. I am so excited that you could join me. For those of you guys who are not familiar with Miss Miko and her credentials, she is a trichologist. She is a cosmetology instructor former and she's also what I would consider a social media personality so she has a wealth of information just from a licensed professional's point of view and uh, one of the things that I really hope to do on this podcast is talk a little bit about faith and the role that it plays in our careers, whether you're in the beauty industry or a, a, di a different kind of industry, but just the role that faith has in everything that we do, um, really because of faith, everything is possible. So, Miss Miko, tell yes. me, how has your faith played a role in your beauty career? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> if somebody doesn't have any faith, I don't think you'll survive in the beauty industry. You have to have some faith. You really, truly do. I don't I don't want to get into religion because I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person, and I do believe in God. So I'm not trying to uh, have anybody to follow my choice, but I do believe in God, Rachel. And it was God that actually brought me through this whole industry and still has me hanging on. If it wasn't for my faith, I don't know where I'd be. I think a lot of people don't know why I chose to be in the beauty industry. Uh, some odd years ago, I, I've had a very troubled past. And uh, it was a past that I chose, um, and that was the street life. And it landed me in the penitentiary for a very long time, Rachel. And upon my release, before my release, I would sketch out, my future, my future school. I sketched out my future beauty salon. I just knew that I was going to have a future in beauty, but I just didn't know how. Because when I was going to this program called Please Start, they were telling us that we couldn't vote. Uh, we wouldn't be able to get a job. They kept basically scared me. And 
I started doing research in the law library on what can we do, and, and I came across a word called entrepreneurship. Hmm. And it was something on my mind that said that entrepreneurship was you being your own boss. Because I, I knew that once I was released to the world, I, I didn't, wouldn't, I wasn't going to accept no for an answer. Mm. Uh, it, and I was preparing myself for the downfall that society was telling us as convicts that was going to happen to us. You can't vote. You're not going to get housing. You're not going to get no help. You can't get a job. So I just prepared myself. And I said, you know what? If I don't get a job, this is what I'm going to do, you know. So years have passed and I got out the joint. And I was one, I wanted this change. And it goes, it leads into my faith, Okay. And I was praying to God, like, God, this is not the life of me. I, I just can't see myself clocking in to work every day. And my attitude from being on the streets and being my own boss, it was kind of uh, conflicting with me going to work every day. I will get into it with uh, managers and things of that nature because the, some of the decisions they made just didn't make sense. So in me, I knew there was a leader, and I always conflicted. I said, I, I got to figure this thing out. I got to. I got to start my own business, but what is it that I enjoy doing? Ever since a young girl, I've enjoyed beauty. I enjoyed watching my mother put on makeup. I enjoyed my mother doing her hair, doing my hair. I enjoyed my grandmothers, which were beauticians at that time, doing hair and doing nails. And all the women were so excited. So I resorted to what I already do. And my mother back then used to say, oh, no, you're not going to be a cosmetologist. That's a hobby. We go to school in this house. So mm-hmm. I was sitting on 95th Street. And I saw these ladies in white, and I and I was praying to God. I was eating a burger from Burger King, and I was smoking a blunt. I'm keeping it real. I was doing drugs. <laughs> and I was looking <laughs> at all these girls that had on white, and they were following this lady that had her hands in her back. And every door that she was going in, she had a crowd of girls around her, and I was just looking at her. So I came back the next day and had lunch, and I just watched her. And I came back, I think, approximately about a week or two weeks. And I finally built the nerve up to go in that school. And that's when I met Miss Betty R. Clawson. And Miss Betty R. Clawson told me, if you were to trust me for $6,995, I will show you how to change your life. (laughs) And I think I have became the apple of her eye ever since because I was just very curious and very bad, and I was, you know, Miss Clawson couldn't sit down. There was not a sit-down job with me. I was always in trouble. I was, I had a very, very uh, bumpy road in the beginning of my beauty industry, but that lady right there showed me a way out of my street life, mm-hmm. and she gave me a path or showed me the direction that I need to go in so I didn't have to be, I guess, uh, caught up in being a convict and not getting a chance no more. Because a lot of people that leave the penitentiary, they never get a chance. And that's why I always pay honors, uh, patronage to Miss Clawson. Uh, me and her have gotten to it a thousand times, but I swear to God, I wish somebody would hurt her because she was the only one that actually gave me my chance and showed me a life. So I took it and I ran with it. So I, I'm sharing this story because there's a lot of people that's probably embarking on the beauty industry. They don't know if it's going to be for them. They're trying to break from the everyday nine-to-five situation. And a lot of people that come into the beauty industry, especially women, it starts with them just wanting to be to beautify themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they say, hey, you know what? I, I want to make somebody else feel the way I feel. Uh, those are the ones that really make it in the beauty industry because it, you got to know that it's not about making someone beautiful. It's about making someone feel a certain way. Mm. So Maya Angelou couldn't have said it no better. People are always going to forget what you do for them. But they're always going to remember how you made them feel. 
So I got in this industry because I'll never forget how people made me feel. I, I never remembered what they did for me, but I, I remembered how they made me feel. And Ms. Clawson made me feel like I was important to society, and I didn't have to give up or commit suicide. Because when you come out of that street life, you have nobody to support you, to help you, to say you're worth something. You are intelligent. You are beautiful. You know, society looks at you and says, hey, you, you committed a crime. You're a goner. You're out of there. There's no way. Well, Ms. Clawson, she made me feel a certain way. So I hope that story helps somebody to find mm. them a mentor or mm. find somebody that pushes you to believe in yourself. And I know it sounds strange. A lot of people, you know, a mentor will say, you need to just believe in yourself. Sometimes people have problems believing in themselves. Sometimes it takes an outsider to see the good in them to remind them, hey, you're good. You do this well. You, you speak eloquently. I, I really like you need that push. So I hope that whoever's listening, I hope that you take what I'm telling you, that you can do what it is that you need to do to take care of your family and your friends or whatever it is that you're in this industry for. For me, I got in it because I wanted to extend how I felt when this question gave me the feeling of feel good. And I wanted mm. to give it to somebody else. Mm. Well, I thank you so much for sharing that particular story. You know, we have known, well, we've known each other for a while now, but I was mm -hmm. not aware of um, your background. And you are absolutely right. She is speaking of Miss Betty Clawson of City College in Chicago. And uh, she's a very inspirational person, very supportive. And I just thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I believe that that will really help the listeners to just press on it. And more importantly, just look around you because you never know who's watching, who needs your story, uh, who needs to be inspired. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so speaking of the uh, licensed professional cosmetology industry, I know you're going to have a lot to say about my next question, but I would like for you to tell me your thoughts on YouTube University versus the licensed <laughs> cosmetology <laughs> profession. What are, what are your thoughts on how so many people are relying on YouTube to learn the trade and get the information and how that has affected the cosmetology and beauty industry. <laughs> well, I like YouTube, and I got on YouTube simply because I wanted to break up the monotony of the foolishness. Uh, I wanted somebody to have someone to lean on that was a professional, opposed to a lot of people that were at home uh, trying to figure something out. What I don't like is that a lot of people resort to just going to YouTube to find out how to do something, but don't understand the science. And in the beauty industry, whether it's hair, nails, or skin, there's a beauty part, but there's a science part. And watching YouTube, you just don't understand the science. So this is why I always advise somebody, if you're, if you're getting excited by watching YouTube and learning how to do makeup or learning how to do hair, it's important to go to school because the chemicals and the products we deal with can have adverse re reactions to someone if you don't know what you're looking at or what you're using or the person that you're servicing. People have nut allergies, for example, Rachel. And you have all these oils out, and a lot of them are nut oils. And if someone didn't understand the science and they just slap an oil on somebody just to do some hair, somebody mm -hmm. can have a reaction. And then maybe Houston, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. So my thing with YouTube is, is, is like it's candy. 
you know, but you don't, you know how you go to the candy store, you get some, you get some candy, you, you have sugar, but then you got to come down. It really isn't fulfilling. It's not real food. Mm. So when you go to school, it is the real food, the real nourishment that someone needs to get in this industry. Whereas YouTube is just a candy store. You just full on sugar. You just hide. <laughs> you just you, you you come on, girl. Let me do your hair. Let me do your nails. I saw it on YouTube. You what you have sugar. But after a while, when you get to doing the nails and the hair, you be like, wait a minute. You see people always going back to YouTube while they doing services, trying to figure out what is he doing next because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the science. So if someone really wants to be fed or if they want real nourishment or something, I'd advise them to go to school. School is also another way of showing your 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 I'm messing up the words. It shows that you are uh, uh, professional. Your licensure, your 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 certificates, your degrees, whatever it is, it, it motivates a client that is very very intelligent to pay you more. Okay, that's key because we have a lot of logical buyers out, people that research before they buy. And they, a lot of people, what I'm, I'm noticing, a lot of consumers don't like to fool with the YouTube universe. They're mm-hmm. looking for somebody that has licenses. They're looking for somebody that has degrees. They're looking for educated people because half the consumers know half of what these half stylists know now because they're watching YouTube. I just, for instance, uh, all this, now, come on, keep it real. When the Lace Weeks came out, Everybody in their mom wanted to figure out how the hell that yeah, lace wood got on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're still trying to figure out what Tony Tang and everybody else is doing and to put those lace fronts on to make it look like it's actually coming out their style. Now that so many people have gotten service from getting it done, and so many people have been showing the world how to do it because they're so busy trying to show off to get views and followers, guess what it did? It leaked into the consumer world, and now you have consumers making videos on YouTube on how to apply the lace wig. So now it's no longer a secret. So YouTube University has affected a lot of professional pockets. Mm. And a lot of people are searching other jobs because they can't get a client or they can't keep one. It's close to you to tell us all the time. It's easy to get a client. It's hard to keep one. Especially now. That's a word for today because you got YouTube University out there. So if people say, how much you charge to do a lace wig? I charge one hundred and thirty dollars, one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars. Girl, please, I'm going YouTube. I'm going YouTube. Why well, I got to pay one hundred fifty dollars when you really want it done right? When you want it done correctly? But now that everything's on YouTube, a lot of people that are professionals are getting hit in the pockets because of that. But what can mm-hmm. we do? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting that you bring up the lace front wigs. Um, mm-hmm. as, you, as you know, I have uh, worked in the salon industry as well as I'm currently in school for my mm-hmm. instructor license. And one of the things that I would see often in the salon industry is uh, the effect that I think it's a combination of the uh, the lace front wig, taping it down, and the sew-ins and the the alopecia damage that is done to the edges. Um, and do you think as a, as a licensed uh, professional that, that some of that is due to, um, professionalism and no education. Right. Right. Okay. Right, because right. we all know Bella's hair is the soft and, and the very thin hair. And a lot of people have a lot of Bella's hair around the side called baby hair. And some people don't have baby hair. The hair is just very, very thin on the side. 
when I grew up, it was taught to us that a weed or commercial is the correct thing. It should be used on occasion, okay? Because us as old school stylists, we are into growing hair. So if our client says, you know, I'm getting ready to go on vacation and I need uh, this to last so-and-so, so-and-so, then we make the options available for our client to wear a sew-in or maybe tell them that a lace wig would be the, perf- the, the perfect choice. Now you got a combination of things that's going on. you got lazy people, lazy stylists, okay? you got stylists that got a million followers and they're not doing no hair. They're slapping wigs on. If everybody's hair looked like a wig or some weed, we'd all be bad stylists. But what happened to the people that's really doing hair now? They're not doing it. So with the, the wigs and the weaves, people that are professionals should know not to put that much weight on the edges, not keep gluing no wigs down. You have to come up with different alternatives once you see the thinning happening. But you got a lot of consumers nowadays that don't even care that their edges are gone. They just want the full head of hair. And you, I've heard many, many consumers say, I don't care. I just want my wig back on. I just want my sew in. They don't care. Because if they really cared, the minute they saw thinning, they wouldn't be putting that wig back on. Mm-hmm. You know what, what's wrong? Folks ain't trying to comb their hair no more. You remember, Rachel, before we went to bed, we would brush our hair, roll it up, put a bonnet on, and go to sleep. Wash our face from the makeup, put on our eye cream at night. We, we would prepare ourselves to go to sleep. Women don't do that no more. Women go to sleep with their makeup on, with their hair on, and wake up and want to be the same that they woke, They went to sleep last night, looking the same way. That, that, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. So, you know, with YouTube, wigs and weaves, I just think there's a lot of people that are lazy. You got consumers that are lazy, and you have stylists that are lazy. You know, it's easy for me to just slap on some lace wigs all day and then rape you for three, $400 and then go home. In, in my Maserati while you at home breaking the bank trying to figure out how you're going to get your next hairdo. Mm. Tell the truth, tell the truth, and girl. are just collecting money. And they, and they all on Instagram telling me I'm rich. You rich and all everybody's hair falling out. Mm-hmm. Because they lying and they stealing from folks. There's a bunch of stealing going on. That's what I call it, Rachel. I don't care what nobody says. It's a bunch of stealing. How do you service a client that has lost their hair? And then tell them, the girl, you need a wig, and it's going to cost $300, but their hair fell out. I think you need to be referring them to a trichologist. I need you to be referring them to something because something's going on. People been servicing folks with fungus, bacteria, all types of issues that you learned in school not to service somebody. What they say in school, never service somebody that shows signs of what? Infection. Hello? Mm-hmm. We do this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Bumps, cuts, bruises. All types of stuff going on. That's okay. Come to me. I'm going to do your sewing. They don't care. Mm-mm-mm. They don't care. Yeah, you are so true. And I definitely feel that there has been a difference in, as you call them, the old school stylists and today's stylists. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, you find a stylist that, you, it, it seems like it's harder to find stylists that are really into healthy hair, growing hair, um, not necessarily steering you in the direction of what's trending, but what's going to work well for you, the health of your hair and your lifestyle. So I think what you're saying is absolutely true. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to go back to school, because I think that there's a lot of misinformation out here. And mm-hmm. for those of us who are who are licensed, you know, it's our responsibility to, to really share what the truth is with the individuals that are coming behind us. So I think you are absolutely true. 
And so here is my last question for you. Okay. How has social media helped you to bring more visibility to your beauty brand? Uh, I know I'm very well aware of you have a large following on Facebook. As you mentioned, you have a YouTube channel and you're also on Instagram and, and probably a other, few other places that I'm not even aware of. But uh, tell me about how social media has really helped you to connect with people as well as uh, spreading the great information that you have and, and just helping to b- build your brand and, and bring more awareness to your name. Well, one thing that I learned in school is that you have to stay with the trends, and that's number one. When I got it with them, they didn't even have a Facebook or a YouTube, okay? And the majority of all my videos on YouTube was geared towards Dudley because I wanted Dudley to pick up the pace, okay? Because sometimes companies get stuck in position, all right? And there's and, and it's not just Dudley. There's a lot of people, even professionals. Uh, it worked for me in 1999. I got 5 million people to buy this product, and 5 million people came out to see me do this work on this class. But this 2016. Well, it worked in 1999. They worked in 2016. So you got to remember, a lot of people don't understand that I, business is my thing. And Ms. Clausen really didn't play on that. She just, you know, because I had some issues with, you know, following rules and things, she didn't see that part. But one thing about me is that I follow, I'm a businesswoman. And in business, you have to understand your type of buyers. People that are older, they're set in their ways. When you're in business, you have to stay with the young ones. And I give this example in my business seminars all the time. Why do you think McDonald's always changing their menus? Why do you think McDonald's is always changing their packages? They're not trying to appeal to the older people. They already got the older people. You bought a, back in the day, you bought a cheeseburger for 29 cents. We got you. You already bought the cheeseburger. You know it's good. We only have to keep on marketing to you. What we have to market to is to the young folks. That's why young people, best out here that's doing all the athletic stuff, and they're, they're, about, they're conscious about what they're eating. That's why they got smoothies now. When I came up, McDonald's didn't even have no smoothies. They got apples for kids instead of French fries. You're right. You're right. Conscious about this. So when you are conscious about the younger people, because younger people, now this is the trick, and I hope everybody's paying attention to this, but young people don't have a clue about what they want. I'm sorry. They, they're emotional buyers, which means they can, they can feel a certain type of way and go in a mall, and if they smell something that smells good, they'll buy it. If it's packaged pretty, they'll buy it. If, it, if it's about the trends, they'll buy it. Why do you think Sprite has all these music uh, rap artists and songs on their cans now? They don't care about the older people anymore because we, oh, we sold to you. We sold you. We, we got you already. We're paying attention to the young people. So it's important in business to always stay with the youth. You have to because they're the emotional buyers. They're the quick buyers. You know how you have different buyers that come into the store? You got the logical buyers. They come in and, oh, I know about this product. I read about it before I came in. I know how much it costs. And then they want to question you because they want to know if you know what you know. Now, you Mm -hmm. sit up here trying to sell a product for 30 minutes to somebody that has already researched. Mm -hmm. When young folk come in or emotional buyer, and they're just excited. It looks good. It's in a pretty package. It's a pretty color. I like it because I feel good. Sold in two minutes. Sold. You get a lot more sales with the youth opposed to the elder. So social media is the youth. Social media, you, you, young people don't talk to you no more. 
you can't call them up and have no conversation on, hello, I'd like to talk to you about a class in North Carolina, and we're going to have, they don't want to hear that. Flyers, you better not waste your money printing nothing on a flyer. Why? Because those people ain't reading no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then look, even the pluggers on the internet. The pluggers don't even work no more. Come to this class. That's getting old. It's getting real old. You know what's popping? Live feeds. They want to see you. And they don't want to see you longer than 30 minutes. They want to see you for hot two, thirty, three three minutes. So your new advertisement needs to be a live video. Because <laughs> that's what they're looking for. Snapchat video. Instagram video. You got to stay with the time. Right, right, right. You got to stay with the time. So social media has helped me tremendously because that's what? That's what's trending. Okay. A lot of people can't do it. They can't get it. They can't get it. They think, oh, I, we got a Facebook page like us, but you only come on every 20 minutes or every four days. No, that's not, that's not, that's not, you're not going to keep no attention. Mm-hmm. These young folks, when they wake up, they're not checking no mailbox. Before they brush their teeth, Rachel, what they doing? They're checking their Facebook page. Right. It was a time. Let me tell you how fast things trend and go out of style. Periscope is out of style. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Even though Periscope is Mark Zuckerberg, he put live button on Facebook. You get way more views on Facebook than you do Periscope. Mm-hmm. When Periscope was out, it was popping. And that just happened. It just happened in 2016. It's old. Get off it. It's only good for those of you got a little crew, you got a little club, you, you, you and you want to keep it separate from Facebook, and you want the whole world to see it and say, okay, now we have a class on Periscope. That's the only thing that's good for us. But Facebook Live is what's trending now. Right, right, right. And I know you've had a lot of success on uh, Facebook. I've seen a lot of your videos mm-hmm. uh, when you were teaching, which was just a few months ago. I know you gave a lot of great information there, as well as I believe that your uh, involvement in social media has also played a, uh, a role recently in your spirituality. Did you want to share anything about that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, when I changed my life, there was a, a video on YouTube that was called The Time Series. The young lady, her name was, uh, at that time, I need a Bible, okay? And it said, the blind leading the blind, and that helped me a lot in the streets. It helped me realize that I don't need to be in the streets no more. And I would always listen to her videos, and I would always listen on YouTube to her words because I wasn't a church-going person. I wasn't somebody to get up every Sunday to go to church. Church was already in, in me. I was already saved, but I wasn't walking the walk that God wanted me to walk yet. Mm. And I knew he was calling me all the time. And, I, and I'm, I'm embarking on this now, and I haven't shared with the world any of this, but there was a minister in me. There was a prophetic person in me already. And, you know, I, I can, I can, I've always read people. I knew if they were talking about me. I knew if they were going against me. I could tell if they didn't like me. I, I just knew. I always knew. And Ms. Gloss was always, why are you always trying to sign somebody? It wasn't that. It's just the feeling that God already blessed me with, blessed me with the prophetic ministry. But I was drawn to Dr. Juanita Bynum at that time. But never knew or have a clue. But if it wasn't until I had a video and I got hacked. And I had a very terrible situation on uh, on in my business at that time. And I was with a school in Chicago, and they robbed us blind. They robbed the school. They shut my my computers down. They took everything out of my bank account. I had nothing, mm. right? Nothing. Mm, I'm just mm. now rebuilding my life. Took everything mm. from me. And it was so many people that was so uh, compassionate, compassionate about the situation. They wanted to donate to me 
But my spirit said, if you, you don't need a donation, you got God. I was crying every day. I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids. Nobody that I knew that was really my friend reached out to me. Nobody really cared. At that point, I really realized all I had was God. And I cried and I cried. But a lot of people, they wish they could meet Beyonce. But in my life, Beyonce was nothing to me. That's just another man. That's just somebody like me and you. I, I never knew or got excited about that. But when Dr. Juanita reached out to me, I felt as though that was God calling. She was compelled to help me during that time period when I had nothing and I was crying to God. Wow. And the first person that actually reached out to me was this massive person, this person that's world-renowned, this, this natural regular minister. This is somebody that just travels all over the world. That's an ambassador in Africa. This lady is dead time. And she chose little old Miss Nico out of everybody in the world. God led her to me through social media. And ever since then, I've been a student in a ministry school. And I'm learning to be a minister. I'm learning my skills as a prophetic minister. I'm learning a lot. So social media has introduced me to her. And it's a blessing because you never know who you may meet. I've met a lot of people on social media now. That's what I need to but Dr. Wadida has been very influential in my life because I've been wanting to walk with Christ. He's been calling me for a long time, but I had to learn. I had to learn. I had to go through what I went through. I wouldn't be able to teach. I wouldn't be able to preach. So I said, God, why? Why? Then I worked so hard in this beauty industry, and now you didn't flip the script made you trying to get me to be a minister. I'm trying to figure out. He says, you were practicing. Mm. That's what I was telling me. You've been practicing. I've been having you to practice and speak all this time. I'm ready now. You ready? I said, I'm ready. Mm. <laughs> mm. So I'm creeping on in to the ministry field of my life. And it's it's amazing. It's, I'm still in school. I'm not ready. I'm still, I still got flaws. Hello. I, still, I just learned how to pray. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I am so grateful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule um, I also know that you recently got engaged, so I want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. And I'm very excited to see you in ministry. I can't wait to come and hear you speak. Uh, as I mentioned, I first became aware of you when I was in school, and I know that you were a dynamic teacher in the classroom, and so I'm very excited and just um really grateful that God is using you um, in the special way right now. So thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Is, is there any parting words or anything inspirational that somebody might be listening today that you just have on your heart you want to share today with our readers? This is a final parting word. Absolutely. If anybody want to get into the beauty industry or any industry, you know, my advice to someone is just to follow your heart, get quiet, and I ask God, is this the path? Is, is this the path you want me to go on? And when you pray and pray, you've got to be quiet. You've got to get quiet. Sometimes we have to empty ourselves, and that's called fasting. That's another thing in order for us to receive the word from the Lord. Sometimes we just go off emotions. Don't make a decision off your emotions. Oh, I did my cousin's hair, so it looked good, and I'm going to jump in it. But you don't have the attitude to stand on your feet all day. You don't have the attitude to, to take orders. Find out what it is that you're good in. And if the beauty industry is for you, find out what is your niche. Not everybody is built to stand behind a chair. 
Some people can be an administrator. You can own your own company. It's more than just a shop. I see so many people that come in that have so many talents, but they limit themselves just to be behind a chair. And there's a lot, there's a lot more opportunities in this industry than just standing behind a chair. Some people are good with money. Some people are just good with people. You just need to find out what it is that God has given you. What is your natural-born gift? And if beauty is part of it, too, then you need to make both collide. Don't make the mistake that Ms. Nico did. Just jump on in. And then, then running around trying to figure out what, what's, what's best for me. What's best for me? No, like, because, see, I never raised I never liked standing in those shots. I knew I was a trendsetter. I couldn't sit there all day. A client mm-hmm. could tell me, uh, I made an appointment at 1, and then you late. By the time you come, I'm gone because I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I couldn't sit still. You have to find out what your niche is. You have to find out what it is that you're good at. And when you do, that's when you prosper. That's when you become blessed. But don't do something just because somebody said, oh, you're good at putting in ponytails. And then you just take that and run with it. You may be good with people. You may have a great business mind. Find out what your gift is from God and then go forth. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think that that is so true and so many people need to hear that. Don't be, don't get distracted. Um, Like you said, get quiet and let God lead you in the direction that you need to go. Yes. So, yes. where can my listeners find you, and what do you have coming up next besides getting ready to be somebody white? Ah, got a lot of things coming up. Um, I can't release everything, but 2017 is going to be a combination of everything. I'm not the beauty industry. I'm just I had to take a break while everybody is doing the same old regular stuff. I get bored. Wigs and wigs is not my thing no more. You know, I mean, wigs and wigs, wigs is going to do. I didn't see <laughs> centers, and I haven't seen it. I've seen a lot of copycats. So I took a break so I can get one with my spirituality and understand where I'm at and get grounded so I can be a, full, a force to be reckoned with in 2017. So I got a lot of great things in store uh, with my beauty industry. Um, you know, I'm full of surprises. I'm a trendsetter, so I start a lot of things. And then I just leave them hanging. So, uh, yes, I'm getting ready to get married. So that's my whole focus right now is the holiday season, making sure my kids and my and me moving to Colorado. So I'm moving from Chicago to Colorado. So that's like one of the major things that's going on in my life right now. So once I get my family together and the house and everything, I think I'm going to be back in the industry. Something better than ever. Well, we cannot wait to see what you have coming up. We're going to miss you <laughs> here in Chicago. Thank you so much, Miss Nico. Yes, thank you, Rachel, for inviting me. I love you so much. and I love you, girl. All right, so congratulations, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for sharing today. Yeah.